It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You did it. You're here. You're back with us. You're consuming content. You can't help yourself. And we have to be a part of it with you because we're all a team here. You're an integral part of the cultural content consumption appraisal hour. And we're so glad to have you um, introducing my host, uh, my co-host, my fellow friend in this endeavor, Christopher Anousa. Say hi to the people. Why don't you? That's the quickest you've got to me in such a long time. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm disappointed. I'm happy. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, usually the point of pressing record is you get to like lay out for a sec, gather your thoughts, have a sip of coffee. I sort of sc- uh, threw it at you there. But we got some stuff to get to this week, my friend. I wanna. I know we're still living in the fallout of all the drama of last seasons. I feel like it's very uh, similar to like the football season. So like when the new football season starts, like you're dissecting still what happened last time. Is it going to be another boring Man City win everything thing? And like the people are talking as if preseason news is a big deal. And for us, it's just this. It's this moonlight La La Land saga. People are still talking. Streets be streets be on fire with it. And this season sort of has to put to bed. Um, and put to rest a lot of the storylines. Um, and so far, we started season two with one draw on the board, correct? Uh, I think so. A draw and a win for me. Now, oh, for the love of all that is holy. Well, today is a big day, then. <laughs> and you today. can see that if you, you oh, can see that yeah. go to the website, Jeffrey. cccappraisalhour.show. Beautiful. Correct. Beautiful. All the links are there. Um, what do you think? If you had to choose, I think this is a the, the people with all the different social medias and applications. Is apps actually short for applications? Yes, of course it is. Um, if you had to choose, <laughs> you should have seen the eye roll. <laughs> if you had to choose, should we have an Insta or a TikTok? Like for real, for real. No cap. What do you What do you TikTok. think? Is a TikTok. We could Tell put the people that why. on TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> that was an eye roll for the ages, ladies and gentlemen. So you're right. On TikTok, that would do that would do numbers. If not numbers, um, I would enjoy watching it. Okay, I mean, fresh out the gate. I don't know if we've got any odds and ends. I don't know if we've got any uh, the week that was. I've seen a lot of movies this week. You have. So anyway. Um, I've seen okay. a lot of movies this week. <laughs> Listen, movies are great. Hey, movies count as content, even though Martin Scorsese, it's not content. It's not. Good for you, Martin. But everything is content. This is very much uh, content. I hate the word, but hey, shout out. Let's 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 get the ball rolling with this. There is so much going on. As a content and culture podcast, it is kind of crazy we didn't figure it out to do a bit of Barbenheimer. So as someone who Barbenheimered and as someone who is on the verge of Barbenheimering, um, you've done Barbie so far. How did you enjoy the old barbs? Did we not talk about it last week? Oh, is that one of that is one of the ones we talked about last week? What have you seen since? <laughs> um, loads of older movies on streaming services. So, so Barbenheimer was great though. Midsummer. Did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Midsummer on wow, had you seen it before? Nope. And I I've haven't se- seen Hereditary or Bo is Afraid. So therefore yeah. I just I'm- went right in the middle. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I just saw uh, Bo is Afraid a while ago, and I saw Midsummer for the first time at Shout Out, as always, the Prince Charles Cinema recently. Bro, I'm going to tell you something about this movie with me, and I need to get your thoughts quickly before we get to the plant-based mm-hmm. meat of this podcast, all the main event stuff. I uh, It's the one movie... I can recall even like, listen, I like to, I like to stay hydrated and pop to the loo. That's my jam. <laughs> We're being healthy out here. We're staying hydrated. Um, so even if things are mad, I will like uh-huh. knuckle down and man up and sort of watch the film. I'm not popping out to the loo. 
I felt the tiniest twinge of needing the loo during midsummer. I was like, yeah, I'm off. I need to go. Like I was struggling with this movie and I just needed a, I would never usually do this, but it was giving me anxiety. It was scary as fuck. Um, and it was scary in a different way to your typical horror movie as someone who isn't a horror movie guy. It was that, you know, seething under your consciousness sort of psychological horror vibe and all this folksy mass suicide stuff. Like, Oh mate, I struggled. Did you struggle? Cause we both feel very similarly about horror. Don't we? Well, I like my snacks, Jeffrey. And <laughs> I sat on the couch with a giant bag of snacks. Right. And the movie started and it was very quiet. Mm. And then that bag of snacks stayed on my lap unopened for two and a half hours. Because Jeez, <laughs> I, just, yeah. I was yeah. literally just curled up in the corner, just not moving. Just going, wow. huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fantastic because um, I, uh, my follow up was going to be I wonder if it had a similar effect, you know, not on the big screen. And that sounds exactly like what I went through. So clearly it did translate. Jeez, Florence Pugh, eh? I, I super rate her now. Um, I, I'll be honest, I didn't before. I've, I've been uh, mad at her for playing the wrestler Paige in the film Fighting With My Family because to this day I maintain she doesn't have the dynamism the real Paige, <laughs> a.k.a. Soraya has uh mm-hmm. and i just I, I don't know i just I've, I've got a thing about that role i didn't i didn't love her i don't know i don't yeah. know but in this and film she's also, she killed but she's it. also great in the marvel stuff listen what, what were we even talking about she was great in the marvel stuff. what marvel stuff is so she iron woman in... <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, I'm, I can't actually remember her name oh um, there you go well clearly a notable she... role for the young lady <laughs> <laughs> Is she the hand of Thanos? Marvel characters, no. (laughs) Is she Thanos' mistress? Is she World Ender? Is she Spider Bat? Listen, who gives a fuck? Florence Pugh, I love you acting. I'd even prefer you in that Olivia Wilde's fucking masterclass in drama and gossip and bullshit. Really? So I just know all about the. I know all about the the drama. No, I mean pitch me, bro. Pitch me. No, because I don't want you to watch it. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, we did yes- yesterday. was one of the more fun episodes. I feel like getting to... Mm. Oh, my pitch for you today is so fun. Oh, it just came to me. And I was like, yes. Before we get there, we have to talk, we have to talk about some... I like-, I like that we gave Midsummer a shout. What did you... Can we quickly talk about Barbenheimer as a concept? What did you think about that whole thing flowering up and being a thing? It was lovely. People went to the cinema. And, it's- it- and the cinemas are still full as a result. Agreed. What, there what, are- what more do you want? There are hour-long podcasts that would just, you know, waffle about it, but he just summed it up there, ladies and gentlemen. It was fun. It was good. It was a thing. I, I did love, it's funny when, you know, you're on the socials a bit like you and I are, and it's like, it started growing and people were like, oh, this is funny. They're so super contrasting. One's very light and fluffy. One's very dark and heavy. And like, you know, then suddenly, mm. you know, there's a few days of memes then there's suddenly a bit of a, oh, we're putting the words together, Barbenheimer. Then there's a hashtag. And then, like, I feel like it's so crazy that then a few days later, I'm getting e- emails from cinemas and it's like a thing. We're doing Barbenheimer. It's so funny how yeah. that organically grew um, to be working behind the scenes in those industries, realizing, oh, shit, we actually, you know, this isn't just a meme thing. We actually have to jump on this as a business. Um, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, squeezing it on the same day was a lot. But it was really fun. Are you psyched about catching up with Oppenheimer? Um, I've got a long day ahead of me, Jeff. You have so. got a long day ahead of <laughs> I'll, me. I'll, 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 I'll ask me again in 12 hours. <laughs> I will, I will. I'll ask you again a little bit later. For now, all I can say is, didn't get Tenet. Still out here, like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I was, um, uh, so at least with this one, uh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a guy it's based on I can look up. If, if, if ever I got confused during the film, I'm like, I could just check Wikipedia later. It's fine. Um, Christopher Nolan, mm. I'm only kidding, but uh, I'm not really kidding. I'm but half I did, kidding. I, I'm, so just, just to very quickly sum up my odds and ends, mm. the week that was, whatever we want to Please. call it. Did four, mo- four movies in four nights um, this week, which was, which, was, which was a different thing. Four movies in four nights. Jeez, love yeah, so that. Midsummer, followed by The Big Short, followed mm. by The Beanie Bubble, Followed by White Man Can't Jump. Wow. Now that's interesting. I think that I saw my, of all of week. them. That was, that's quite a week. Hmm. Um, if I'm right, uh, long dramatic pause while I try and remember. On Be Real, it was The Big Short, Christian Bale in The Big Short. And then uh, you did one of, uh, what's his name, mm-hmm. Steve Carell. Never actually seen that film. This is fantastic. You did really good uh, with all those films. You've not seen The Big Short? 
Never seen it. No, Are I you always not Adam McKay. McKay. I Adam, McKay. Adam. I'm a big Adam McKay guy. He actually directed the pilot of Succession and got that off the ground. And I loved his film about um, when Christian Bale played the vice president. What was his name? You know, the vice president. No one gives a fuck anymore. George Bush's vice president. It was just called Vice. The film. Um, shout... <laughs> it was. That was a good movie. Yeah, it was really, really good. Why can't Donald Rumsfeld? Right? No, it's really not sure. Donald Rumsfeld. Um, you know. Insert Jeff's insult about Christopher's memory of Florence <laughs> Pugh character. <laughs> Florence Pugh and Marvel, George Bush's VP. Like, there's only so much storage space in your brain, ladies and gentlemen. And I think you can relate to why these are specific things we haven't held on to. Donald Rumsfeld. It definitely wasn't Donald Rumsfeld. Donald Rumsfeld is the guy that Louis C.K. live on the radio accused of being a lizard. That's why he's in my head. Um, and then he didn't deny it. It's a really funny clip where Louis C.K. asks him outright, are you a lizard? And he's like, well, I get a lot of funny questions in my line of work. Work. And Louis's like, right, but can you answer the question? <laughs> so he never denied it. Um, what was his name? He was really weird. He shot a guy in the head. Who cares? Christian Bale is fantastic. There's a really funny meme. Shout out to the memes um, of um, like, it's like, tell her you've got Christian Bale's body type, but then just don't tell her which. And it's got like all the Christian Bale, like super fat advice, super crazy thin in the machine, super you, tonk and Batman. Did you see that this week? I did see that this week. Did I like it on Twitter and make you see it? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Listen, I feel like this should mainly be a podcast where we describe memes to the people. Um, This is the stuff they like. Now, if I was gonna, if I was gonna ask you, is that? (laughs) Yeah. Could you name a bad Christian Bale movie? Ah, great question. Ah, great question. I can very quickly. Oh shoot! Okay, it's really sad. Oh come on! Uh, What's it? I feel like no, nothing's coming to mind that's bad. He's in lots of good stuff. He's good. Something comes straight to my mind that was... Let's hear it. Which is really sad. Let's hear it. Thor, Love and Thunder. Wow, he was in that? Yep. No. Wow. There was was a trailer and everyone was excited because he was playing the bad guy and Mm. Christian Bale's playing the bad guy in a Marvel movie. How could this go wrong? Mm. I'll tell you how it can go wrong. Mm. Taika Waititi can, can go wrong. Okay, here's my question. I thought everyone loves <laughs> yeah. him, and he's like with the Flight of the Concords boys, and he's super creative and unique, and is the problem that he got sucked into the quicksand vortex that is this <laughs> MCU? Is that actually no. genuinely the problem? Oh, okay. Tell me. I think the problem was they gave him too many reins. Ah. Yeah. Because hmm. Taika Waititi movies, I guess, have that. You struggle with other pronunciations and you're just snapping that one out like it's nothing. (laughs) Every time you say it, I'm like, slow down. I'm trying to learn. (laughs) Say it one more time for me. Taika White. Yeah. (laughs) Nope, you do it. (laughs) Wakiki? No. Is it? Taika Waititi. Waititi. Okay. Taika Waititi. Like, I'm not even trolling you. This is where we go. You go and actually look it up. No, no, no. Listen. listen. (laughs) Maybe I'm saying Florence Pugh wrong. Pugh? It's, it's spelled no, like not, Q with a P. That. We're not doing this. Um, but yeah, so they put too many reins. <laughs> is it too many reins? Oh, well, yeah, because his his stuff is very charming and yeah. witty and funny. Oh, don't go near the MCU then, area. bro. What are we doing? No, no, no. But but it was almost as if just it was trying to balance mm. with seriousness and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. Seriousness and a bit when, of like when something an awful is about to happen and you're trying to build it up. I can't get the word out of my Suspenseful. head. Suspenseful. I'm trying to say. Yeah, kind of suspenseful yeah. and you're trying to build drama. Dramatic tension. Climax. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, all, all that sort of stuff. And then, you could, but just, he's just throwing in these these jokes that just, for me, weren't landing. You know? Non sequiturs and funny. Kind of, yeah. Well, the thing it is, this is, of, this is part, well. part of my thing with the MCU is it's like, I, I would have thought it's very auteur resistant. So it's like very not like not that you can't have any individual flourishes like people really rate James Gunn and it seems like Guardians of the Galaxy is like his shit and stands out. But like in terms of like a really unique director coming in and doing it, like you have to get a bit more cookie cutter. So like from the outside, not really knowing that director's work, he does come across as like Mr. Super Unique. I I was always thinking, like, how did he actually manage it? So in your opinion and and most people's opinion, it wasn't well. I think he said I think he set the bar too high with the previous Thor movie he directed, which did really well. And he did a couple. And then, I'm so out of the loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, Christian Bale um, was in a bad movie. That's our yeah, podcast for you, ladies and gentlemen. Sad. I mean, he yeah, but yeah. for the most part, he doesn't, which is very contrasted with a clip and I saw goodbye, going around. Take care, we're done. 
<laughs> a clip I saw going around social media this week of uh, Will Smith telling Kevin Hart about how Steven Spielberg had to convince him to be in Men in Black, and like he really wasn't up for it. And Steven Spielberg was like, "Be in the movie, my guy!" <laughs> like, and then um, all the comments were just like, "How?" And it's so it's almost sadly true. It's nothing to do with the Oscar mm. controversy, but like he's had very weirdly bad taste in his roles for many years mm. as Will Smith, and like everything good he's been in has been other people like convincing him to be in it, but like so many things. Mm have just missed when he's like one of the biggest movie stars in the world i don't know it's a it's a funny one with like i think uh, robert de niro always makes me think of this where his early career was like what makes an actor like one of the best of all time if you want to get into that funny discussion is like it's not just the acting it's the choices it's the choice of roles and mm. robert de niro to me is the classic example of like cementing his legacy and super early on choosing the best roles ever in cinema and then after like a couple decades being like fuck it i'm just gonna do jobs now and do whatever i like whenever i like and for some reason meet, he can never well you know and that was actually that and to this to this day that now seems like one of the better ones because he's gone so <laughs> yeah. left since but like for some reason he can never tarnish his legacy it's weird he could just do utter trash and you'll be like eh, it's de niro but um choices are the thing and it's funny how uh i think christian bell for the most part has got a pretty good record he does. Right, he, he does. does. I mean, those those Batman's, right? Those Batman's are the Batman. Speaking of Christopher Nolan and Oppenheimer, um, oh, it was so great. I finished Oppenheimer. There were like a really chatty bunch of like teenagers behind me, and they very much had like. At first, I was grumpy old man. You can relate. And I was thinking, like, please, boys, don't be chatting too loud. Don't be chatting too much. But, like, there was lots of giggling, lots of excitement. I'm like, I oh, they're here. some B-reels. Get out of the way. <laughs> Listen, everyone's... It's a whole thing on social media of uh, photos during open hybrids. It's not cool. But um, I was, there was, like, too much excitement. I was like, are you actually here for the movie or just to be annoying? And then the second the movie started, they were just wrapped with attention they were super into it and the second it finished you know it's a it's a it's a heavy long movie the guy got up and he was like okay that was wicked yeah but it's still number one dark knight number two inception this is number three tops like he was immediately ready to go with his list and it was like <laughs> yeah it was really like okay we're on it with some as much as they were like the super chatty uh teenagers i was a bit wary of it like hey Maybe they're movie geeks like us who are just a bit excited to be with their friends. We need to give them that allowance. It was really fun to hear how hyped he was to get his list amended. Because, hey, I agree. It's above Tenet. So what are we talking about? At least we can both agree on that. <laughs> Dark well, Knight I'll, Trilogy. I'll let you know if I agree later. Dude, have you... Uh, can we uh, finish on this? Dark Knight Trilogy. Um, mm -hmm. Batman Begins, sure. And the last one, great. It's all about Dark Knight, right? Like that's just such a pinnacle of like that kind of movie. I think that's, that's the that's one the take. that I've I've watched the most, mm. and I think it's the one that's paced well as well. I don't think I've watched the third one twice. I think I watched Same. it in the cinema. Same, I watched it in the it. cinema. Have yeah, I'm always like one day, and then it's just like eh. Dark Knight. I'd watch again in a heartbeat. Ugh, if only yeah, one of us I would pitch that. Start Batman Begins, and then I normally fall asleep. Oh really? That's Is that like a thing you do? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's 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 that origin story, and it kind of like it goes off to the mountains, and you kind of like, right, <laughs> yeah, and right. then you're like, <laughs> and then you're like, wait, he's Batman. Is it the <laughs> Batman I, equivalent of day, season still one? Remember? Yeah, I still remember you to the day you seeing that movie, and all you oh. did was, I don't know where we. Where, when would we be in college when it came out? I don't, I don't Possibly, know. Yeah. But I remember you always just going, where are you? And then you'd sneak up behind me and go, here. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, dear. It was a great scene. Great scene. I'm glad that some great of this scene. now is getting committed to a podcast because that's a really good example of like, I have no memory of that whatsoever. So yeah, I'm glad that's, I'm glad there's a audio recording that. Um, I also remember you doing the Bane voice quite a lot. Really? Like, I don't think you can get cancelled for doing that voice. So I think you're I was right. going to say, so. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it back now. Um, but I, th anyway. I think, yes, let's talk about some stuff that's more relevant. Let's talk about a podcast reviewing a podcast. <laughs> let's talk about serious jibber jabber. Podcasts are old now, ladies and gentlemen. That's the main talking point of this. Podcasts are so old. We have some OGs out here, such as, you know, Ricky Gervais, mm. Stephen Merchant, and Carl Pilkington back in the day, back in the day, when the Totally Football Show, my favorite football podcast, were back on the Guardian Football Podcast, which is still Chris's favorite. There's lots of machinations in the podcasting world. And one of the first was Conan. Machinations. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. The second I hit the soft chart, I was like, he's jump he's he's on this one. Oh mate. Um but there um one thing Conan did, and this was before he actually left his late night slot, it was almost like he was doing the like, let me just, you know, dip my toe in here and then it's become his whole thing now. Like Conan is a podcasting 
empresario now. He just won't stop. And his first... <laughs> That one, it's, I'm not even sure if that, that works. I just... one that, it's, it's good that this is the first one we're trying to record, by the way, because I think we're going to have some moments. We're going to have some <laughs> memes, some GIFs. So, I've, I've recorded record one other. Video. We're, tr- we're, tr- yeah, we're, we're trying, trying to do a video. video. We're trying to do a video thing. Which, can, you, um, can, we, can, we, can you do a thing? Can you p- poke my finger? No, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Smell thing. my finger. <laughs> no, <I'm not> doing... <laughs> <laughs> I, remember I remember that coming up with like, The Simpsons and being like, I don't get it. Um, I just screamed to the microphone. Okay, so, laser, there it is. He's sweating. <laughs> this is my this is my mug. Don't distract me reminding me we're on video, potentially. For those who are listening on audio, don't even worry about it. Christopher's fine. He's just gathering himself. Yeah. I was just doing the history of podcasts. Did I, did I sum it up? And then there was us. Great. Okay, cool. Listening. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, serious jibber-jabber. Before Conan, all of that was Conan. Conan used to be a writer on The Simpsons, so he starts his podcast by inviting some old friends and buddies back to sort of have a chinwag. And I don't know about you, Christopher, but in re-watching this, I remember watching it at the time, which is 10 years ago now, which is crazy. But watching it now, it's like, oh, wow, podcasts have, just like any art form, they have changed. This feels like, not necessarily in a good or bad way, but it does feel like dated now can uh compared to how podcasts would be done now i can't off the top of my head think of a sp- specific reason why i don't know i think it i was about to say it's the length but no is it the chaotic don't. nature of the conversation yeah it's the, a bit freewheeling the structure of it yeah 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 it's mainly how freewheeling <laughs> yeah. it is it's just four to five friends catching up um but a very pleasant experience for me because i think a lot of this hen- hinges on how much we're simpsons super fans so so how did you find it um I I enjoyed it for the most part as I I so we're talking about a yes. YouTube podcast yes. with Conan O'Brien called yes. Serious Jibber Jabber yes where it was a Simpsons writers reunion yes um don't ask me any of their names or no. who was on it Jeff but Martin w- one of the Algin. one of them did just sound like Homer and he didn't do the Homer voice which I found very, <laughs> very funny <laughs> was it Algene he has such like a funny Homer. voice to Conan's right. Kind oh, of? I can't remember how everyone was sat, but like uh, directly in front of the camera most of the time. Curly hair, know, like in inter- Yes, he yeah, has a very cartoon charactery voice. It's very like, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a yeah. funny one. Yeah, I found it distracting, but yeah, <laughs> um, it was. <laughs> um, there was just there were just so many anecdotes. There was a lot to take in. It was it was again. It was sort of feeling part of a conversation. It was mm. very much similar to what you said about the Always Sunny pod, where mm. it looked like they were just having fun. Mm. Um, there was great anecdotes about Conan joining the writers and then leaving the writers. Yes. And he came up with the monorail episode, which Dude. is... Did you um, know that before? A lovely little anecdote. No, I didn't. How cool is that? Of all but, the episodes to but, have, that's such a signature one, right? Yeah. But what, what I found interesting, because it's very much based in very early Simpsons, was mm. how they struggled and tried to come up with the ideas of the family and how far they could push it and come up and to the point where it's still realistic because they wanted it to be a series about a family, but it just mm. happened to be a cartoon rather than mm. a series about a cartoon family, if that makes sense. It's yes. kind of how it came across and how they were discussing it. And like one of the famous episodes where Homer jumps off the um, cliff on a skateboard. Oh, yeah. They didn't know whether to do the him falling down and bashing and constantly bashing and falling back down because then it's kind of they, they once they set that precedent of what the family can do, they can't ever really come back from that. And, yes. and they never really have. In terms of the... <laughs> in terms honest, of, is, is, yeah, I think uh, that anecdote started with... In terms it, of the realism, yeah. Yes, the fantastical element. So Conan used an example of like having a monologue in his brain and his brain was like, hey, mm. do this or I'm out of here. And then Homer doesn't do this. And yeah, he's yeah. like, all right, I'm out of here. And then there's a sound of footsteps and a, ca- and a door closing yeah, and a car yeah. engine, as in like the brain's leaving. Yeah. And Conan was like, okay, we're right at about the limit, which to me is so interesting because you think the whole point of being liberated by a cartoon is you can do anything open on a i think they even cite this as an example open on a football stadium that's full there's no extras you have to pay for external locations or anything right so that's what's liberating about a cartoon but i think they were talking about matt graining specifically being like or was it maybe even james l brooks one of the og sort of guys out of james l brooks sam simon and matt graining who sort of like oversee it in an executive producer sense of being like we have to like stay a bit 
within the confines of realism. We can't just be doing anything. And that's why um, the compromise they reached with Homer sort of falling down the cliff was just to make him a bit more bloodied up. But like, it's so true, right? As much as they do fantastical stuff, if it was every episode, super, super off the wall stuff, it does sort of lose Mm. you. Like at least in the original run, you know, seasons one through whatever, let's say eight or nine, um, Mm. there was this sense of like at the end, they do kind of keep it reality sitcom-y to a point. But then even those jokes though, it's kind of, I've made a note of like, they were making Mm. Homer stupider back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which which kind of means that 30 series on now, it's kind of, and I guess that's where my sort of love of things like Futurama or Mm. American Dad. Welcome back, by um, the way, Futurama. And and sort of Rick and Morty to a Mm -hmm. point as well, is Mm -hmm. you're, you're sort of, you're ported in and you're told what, the the universes that you're in and that these things can happen and therefore you remove that realism from your head but with family guys sometimes i struggle with that because you're kind of like this is still meant to be a family yeah 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 simpsons as well it it, it's like tell me what i'm meant to believe but then if i'm meant to believe that you then can't put other things and make them feel real i don't know it's i really like this no it's yeah it's a bit of a mess right i really like this point one of the writers made about how like sometimes you get into a a side character and you try to do an episode of those and like it's just without fail you do one of the family Mm. members as your central character and the audience will be with you and this is like why you know the simpsons the simpsons will constantly yo-yo with this and come back and forth but like come back to the family make it a lisa episode Mm. make it a homer episode and like we're gonna be with you like i think it's so harsh i don't mean to because he can be such a funny character but to me what is indicative of the simpsons sort of going off the rails for quite a long time was like how weirdly into mo the show got and like they, they make <laughs> do you know what i mean he would be like the lead of lots of yeah. episodes now and it's always like really harsh like he's got a really shitty life and wants to commit suicide sometimes mm. humor which is a bit i think it was almost like trying to go as edgy as family guy kind of vibe mm. and uh yeah i think is uh, the love machine one a <laughs> halloween one or is it the variety it the special variety special yeah, yeah which I I, again special this with- this podcast clears up a bit because they were watching like a Brady Bunch variety special. Because I remember as a kid, this is yeah. such a thing about The Simpsons, right? Because I think I've mentioned on the pod before, I learned about Citizen Kane through The Simpsons. So many like cultural <laughs> things that pastiches and rips off Streetcar Named Desire, whatever it is. I learned that toilet water goes the other way <laughs> in <Yeah>. Australia. <laughs> Australia, Bart versus Australia, classic. Um, but yeah, there was something about this variety special they did that Troy McClure hosts that as a kid, I was like, I did not get the context at all. It turns to this day that one is a British viewer of the show. I still find it's a really funny, weird one, but I do find it's a bit of an odd one. And it's like uh, they were talking about in the writer's room, really enjoying the Brady Bunch, you know, had been done as a show. And then they did a variety special, which is like a funny way they try and revive shows sometimes and do like a bit of a live show thing. And yeah, they did the Simpsons. one. I think the funniest thing the Simpsons did with it is that Lisa just didn't show up and they had an actor in her place. I remember as a kid, just not getting that joke at all. Um, so yeah, that was another cool thing to like, to actually hear about the writers in the room, enjoying stuff and then bringing that in to make, to make fun of. Oh dude, they also shouted out MJ being there. That was really fascinating. Did you like that? Yeah, the whole the whole Michael Jackson anecdotes were interesting because to this day I still wasn't sure whether they actually used him or not. It's always it's a weird thing about um, at least for quite a while they couldn't fully acknowledge it, and it wasn't it it was him confirmed for the speaking but not for the singing. It was his. Mm. How crazy is that? And but it sounded like it was something to do with um, rights that Sony had. Rights that Sony had, exactly. Even though the writer quote, one of the writers quotes MJ saying like, oh, it's a trick I play on my brothers or whatever. But yeah, it's way more going to be a rights thing, isn't it? Which is super interesting. And And he wrote Do the Bartman, but then didn't get the credit for it as well. That's another thing they said. So the song Do the Bartman, I think went to number one or something. um, They said was written by Michael Jackson, but he never took the credit or wrote the credit. Was credited for it for some reason. With the passing of of time. Because of rights and things. Of course, mm. always the rights and things. With the passing of time, though, we can all acknowledge and agree, right, that, like, the song that maybe it was... I think Jeff Martin was on this panel, and he'd done, like, the monorail song, and oh, I love this story about the B-sharp song, um, that, like, yeah. he, he saw a barbershop quartet and asked them if anyone ever asked them to do Baby On Board, and the guy says every day, which totally makes sense. Um, maybe he did it, but, like, the question with MJ, forget Do The Bartman, did he write the Lisa It's Your Birthday song? That song is a banger. Do we know this? I'm this didn't come sure. out in the pod. 
I don't I don't think it came out, but I still remember when I was younger, I sang yeah. sang a version of it to my sister. Aww. It's I think it's up there with cute like that. It's it's up there with the Stevie Wonder birthday song of like it should usurp yeah. the actual happy birthday song, right? Um you enjoyed it. It sounds like you enjoyed it, but it also was a bit freewheeling yeah, and chaotic. It made yeah, it was freewheeling chaotic. Um like they no had just random anecdotes about just pointing at Conan and saying like do the thing which was like putting coke in his mouth shaking his head and foam coming out and they would just point at him and just say do that i yeah. don't know whether they all just went crazy in the writer's room it made yeah. me pine for classic simpsons though i was yeah, like watching it. i was same. like oh classic yeah. simpsons yeah yeah um but one bit that just genuinely made me crack up and laugh because i'd never considered it before mm. was they talked about um an episode where grandpa it's like a flashback and grandpa's in the audience watching homer as a child singing and having like this beautiful voice before his voice broke (laughs) or whatever and and then grandpa's line is like young homer is going to make me a million (laughs) dollars and the fact that grandpa referred to him as young homer (laughs) just so that the audience knew (laughs) what was going on i just thought that was funny (laughs) that was really funny and the the way that gets brought up i think is jeff jeff martin does a terrific job of remembering what made conan laugh and crack up the most which i really appreciate and that's very similar to the you know it's always sunny pod which is sort of why you giving me that made me think of this, which is just like getting the feel mm. of a writer's room where people are just yucking up and laughing. And that somehow in this big mix of then stuff that happens ends up being this TV show episode and content you consume. But at the beginning of it, the energy is just what all of us have. And it's like making each other laugh. I can't remember. I think it must have been yeah. a comedian. It probably was Louis CK on some podcast. Um, if I could ever get to the bottom of this quote that stuck with me and then put it in the show notes, that would be a show notes achievement galore. But he was talking to another comedian about how like, are you ever worried people are just going to figure out that we're just doing what they do? We're just make you're doing this with your friends. You don't yeah. have to pay us. Um, have you heard something yeah. similar? Cause like, I kind of love that point. Cause at the end of the day, we're out here like marks for content, right? We want actual uh, products we can consume and, and form relationships with. But it is kind of funny, comedy specifically. Like the energy of it is just laughing with your friends. But there were so many things that they were that were making Conan laugh. Conan seems like a funny guy to have in a writer's room because thank God you got the late night show. He sounds like just a big old performing monkey who enjoys doing bits and going yeah. off on one and losing his shit. And um, I don't see that guy lasting in a writer's room for like 10 years. He needed to go get his rocks off being the star of something Mm. but at the same time like not in a sort of arsehole i'm always the center of attention and my way is my way or the highway kind of way just in a i've got so much comedic and creative um energy in terms of just like being a sound dude to have on the team he's like he sounds like everyone really likes conan i do love i do love i don't know why he never was my main guy compared to letterman but everyone seems to love him and rate him and he gets along with everyone and he this is the thing i think people like and appreciate about him he really laughs and enjoys things yeah. he seems to like after all these years he's not jaded about the magic of comedy and cracking up and laughing over silly stuff so i love that about him to be fair which is why he's a big norm mark as well that is why he's a big norm mark i forgot this is code second thank you for remembering our history um should we get to some scores uh yeah what are your guesses jeffrey <laughs> my guesses are i mean if you if you're eagle-eared which isn't a thing. But if you listened closely last week to our reactions to the pictures, <laughs> that was probably the most, you know, similarly excited we've both been to receive pictures. So, but there's a rule here. It seems almost ironclad. Your boys ain't ever doing a five of anticipation. So he put, um, um, this is going to be fun to have a video recording of facial expression reactions as we list our guesses. But I'm thinking you did a four for starters. Then you had a nice old solid three of three of an enjoyment. You enjoyed. It was good. It wasn't like revelatory, but hey, you enjoyed. It was fine. And then I think you had a bit of a, you just went up one more notch to a four. You're like, listen, this is one of my favorite OG shows. And it gave me a lot of nostalgia and good feelings. So I, I, I'm guessing four, three, four. But anticipation for, I don't know why I've just imagined a new listener all of a sudden because we didn't do the 30 second game, which will slam on at the end. But anticipation oh, yeah, that, for four. I've, I've, been wait, I've, been, I've been waiting to tell you that we didn't do the 30 second game. <laughs> Enjoyment three uh, and uh, after you just repeating low, the okay. four. Yeah, but I'm just doing titles. What do you say, partner? What did you, what did you actually okay. give it? 
You were so close, Jeff. Mm. So close. It was four three three, wasn't it? Anticipation. It was four three three. God damn it! God and damn it! And you knew. Why did you not? You knew. Why didn't you just write it down? <laughs> you were too hooked on that afterglow. Oh, yeah. you... <laughs> I thought you'd bump up the. Afterglow. In retrospect, it's probably I don't know. It just in after uh, retrospect, I was just kind of like. I guess they hadn't figured out what podcasts were back then because it could have just been a little bit more put together. It was just kind of... This is, it, this was, is... it was the just... It just... It, it just it sounded a bit messy. I don't know yeah. why. It, there were so many great anecdotes, but there was no there was no Megan Gantz, is what I would say. Just wow. Keeping it together, I was literally going to ask, like, what is the thing? Yeah. And at this point now, this is so interesting. This is so in the weeds for podcast people. Christopher would have liked a little bit of a... Are you ready for this shit? A bit of an interlocutor. <laughs> so that's what just leave you there. That's what Christopher needed in that episode. A Megan Gantz. Gans? Gantz. Or just, or just, stru- just stru- structure. Just would you have liked it like if they we like have, we have structure and we just ignore it is what I've just realized. <laughs> Conan, please do a serious jibber jabber where you rip us to shreds. Uh no, mm. that was fine. I, I definitely it's funny because I do a thirty second game after. Oh, you for sure can. That'll be the charm. Um, but it's funny because, like, I felt it was dated, but I don't know. Like, I think that's the charm of it. It wasn't super overly structured. Um, but yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't even say it was dated. It didn't seem dated to me. It was a really interesting conversation about the, mm. the Simpsons and the writers of The Simpsons. It was just a bit messy. That was all. Mm. So, I, I, I'm, I'm, three still means no, 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 no. I'm not. I, 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 I think I, think, uh, I don't take... To take any issue with the scoring i think the scoring is fine so what do i mean by dated though i think it just yeah as opposed to a podcast now because conan still does podcasts now and i've occasionally watched one i think that might mm. be what it is that they literally pressed record and as a quite bigger group did a general reminiscing yeah. and i think these days it would yeah. be a bit more like like so many shows now have a watch along podcast so it would be mm. a bit more typical to do more of a tied to a specific thing rather than a just let's talk about the simpsons like you can imagine imagine a watch Mm. along could you imagine a watch along simpsons where they're looking at watching an episode of series 31 episode 12 or something dude the writers are all just like i don't know (laughs) we we had to come up with something (laughs) actually weirdly i think it's gonna be like just super younger writers who are just as invested in it it just didn't land that's what i'm I'm thinking um pardon me i'm gonna shout out again this vulture article about how the Simpsons is getting good again because it has inspired a great Simpsons catch-up, Jeffrey Barlow's great Simpsons catch-up, which uh, uh, I'll be keeping you up with. I think I'm towards the end of season 27 now, and I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not not watching every Simpsons episode that has ever been produced, so I'm catching up. And also, this episode did make me of uh, Conan's pod made me sim- think of. Um, this book published in 1997, The Simpsons: A Complete Guide to Our Favorite Family, which is basically just a an episode by episode recount up until I can't remember the end of what season it is, maybe eight where Lisa goes to that military camp that I, you know, I, I find it uh, quite shameful as someone it's who has, episode. it's a great episode. It's quite shameful as someone who likes a lot of literature and like more highfalutin highbrow stuff. But like, that's probably to this day, my favorite, most loved book in terms of how much I've read it back in the day over and over so and I, over and over. I, I just looked over to see if I still had Bart's Guide to Life. Dude, Bart's Guide to Life was a jam. Do you remember reading that as a boy and being like, huh, this has some good points, this book. Okay, so I'm one off. <laughs> and now before, um, should, should, should we throw it in? in yeah, should we throw it in the middle? So people know the stakes, throw Christopher. In the Am I, don't I know doing why you're it? looking at yours because, uh, no, yeah, you're doing it. I'm I did it last okay. week. And I did it okay. well. And you told me that I did a very good writer's trick of talking to pretending I was talking to someone and addressing that person. Mm, that's a good um, writer's trick. Yeah, so who am I going to talk to? Jeff, if yeah. anyone is stuck with us that's never listened to the pod before. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and and this is a, yeah. <laughs> that happens. There's always a new listener. Is, there isn't always a new listener, new listener but have mm. they stayed for 38 minutes? Probably not. Yeah. Um, could you explain to them what the pod's about in 30 seconds? Your yeah, 30 I could. Your starts now. I mean, it is funny if you've lasted this long and you were just about to leave, but then they're like, no, they're, they're teasing a 30-second game where they explain it. I'm going to hang on for that. Also, 
I usually cut off coffee at midday and I've got a few sips left and it's just turned midday. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Anyway, we've got guesses of scores for how we enjoy content. We rate them out of five for anticipation, enjoyment during and this sort of afterglow feeling afterwards. We guess each other's scores and whoever gets the closest guesses wins the episode. So with like eight seconds remaining, I can tell you so far in this episode, dun, 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 I am one off in total. Will Christopher be more off and give me a win for fucking once? You know the stakes now. I used... I, I, I used the stopwatch rather than the timer. So. That's all right. But you you hear the alarm. Um, I did hear the alarm. Yeah, it was a good alarm. Now, let's get to some <laughs> slightly more, some slightly less dated, a bit more produced, a bit less mm-hmm. messy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Charlie Brooker time, so, ladies and gentlemen. Who's who's that? <laughs> Charlie Brooker is the writer, creator of Black Mirror. Ah, didn't yeah. know that. Because yeah. I stay away from scary dystopian things that give me nightmares. But... <laughs> But you didn't in this in case. This case, I yeah. was told. In this case, I was told I would enjoy it and that it was a safe place, and it was. It was safe. Um, mm. Jeffrey, yes. I asked you to watch the first episode of the latest series of Black Mirror. Joan which is was awful. Series six, mm-hmm. I believe. Is it series mm-hmm. six? I want mm-hmm. to say series six. Yep. Um, and it was called Joan is awful. Mm. Would you like to give us the premise of the episode and then tell us what you thought about it? Of course, I would like to. Will I? Different question. I also will. So Joan is a character in this dystopian (laughs) wonderland of a normal uh, seeming reality, but there's this uh, Streamberry, which seems to be a pastiche of Netflix itself, which you're watching Black Mirror on Netflix, by the way. It's a whole mindfuck in that way, which is fantastic. But um, Joan is a character who's like a boss. She's got some low-key things going on in her life, such as like texting with an ex, maybe having a bit of a dinner with him and firing someone at work. And then she goes home with her um uh boyfriend uh no actually she's a fiance who she's spoken a bit about being a bit ambivalent about in therapy and then suddenly all these little scenes from her life are being portrayed in a new show called dun 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 joan is awful her name is joan it seems to be very accurate scene by scene um portrayal of her life like a reenactment thing and her life starts falling apart in a sort of hall of mirrors-esque type everything she does then goes on this episode the next day and she ends up fired and uh, Salma Hayek plays her in the uh, show, so she starts doing crazy things because she thinks it will pressure Salma Hayek to to either stop the show or stop doing the scenes. It turns out it's not really Salma Hayek. It's Salma Hayek's likeness, which is very... This sort of <laughs> just about predates the whole writer's strike, acting uh, actor's strike. There's lots of issues with AI and likeness issues around it. Like, this is such a timely episode in so many ways. Um and deep fakes and i guess as well deep yeah it's sort of um it sort of just throws a bunch of jargon at you it's like a deep fake ai quam what was it quantum pewter sort of generating a reality <laughs> yes. of um there's a lot of just like jargon that like lets you uh, it gets away with it basically um and yeah i'm not going to give away uh the ending because uh we're, we're we're a spoiler heavy show and i like that about us but um in this case, it feels nice to sort of just leave it out there. Like, I d- it's still fresh and new. I feel like people who haven't seen it should should go seek out and see it. Black Mirror is a really interesting show because I've like I've seen like a couple of episodes over the years, and I feel like it's very like someone who is caught up with their culture does watch Black Mirror. So I was really hyped that you gave me this to watch because I just always don't quite get to it. Mm. And it's like short. It's not short films, but it's almost like feature length episodes with different standalone stories different actors as opposed to like an ongoing cast or whatever so i I always mean to get to it and i don't know what always stops me from getting hooked in because cultural conversation does seem to swirl around it to a degree that should get me interested and i just you know the vortex of too much content and so i'm really glad you pitched it and uh i enjoyed it quite a bit did you watch it in tandem with me this is something you did watch as well i assume it's something I did watch. Yeah, so I yeah. think I said last week that my, my partner's been badgering me to watch this episode. Yeah. And I was told it was safe. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of that, can we just... There'll, there'll be more uh, Jonah's awful chat as we go, but can we just can we just delve into this dystopian nightmare thing before? What's what? Give me an example where this has happened to you before, that a dystopian... Uh, it's not necessarily dystopian. It's yeah, just, what's the word? What's the thing? Think, Name a thing. I, yeah, I, Midsummer. <laughs> it's, I, don't, I don't know. My... I guess I guess it's what most people. I guess it's just and sorry, but it's five past midday and I'm still having this coffee. Like I have ruined my midday cut off. Like the people need to know. I'm st- I'm still gonna Dude, drink it and enjoy it. This is true. It's not like it's not like we're going to sleep tonight. 
No. So I wouldn't worry about it. The podcast is <laughs> potentially doing an all-nighter, ladies and gentlemen. You'll hear about it on the next uh, edition, possibly. Yeah, sorry, go on. So so it's, it's just like anything. I, mm. Some people don't like rides or heights or things like that. I mm. just, I, my mind and just when I see stuff, I struggle to unthink it. Like it took me a year or almost a year or however long it's been since we started this pod to get over the smile or smile. And still when I was scrolling through screens and I see the creepy little grin, it just, mess- it's just, it's just my, it's just my mind. And I worry, I know that I know that yeah. I can't unthink things that I see and then they invade my dreams and I have weird fucked up dreams and I just don't like it. So I avoid it at all costs. <sighs> So if there's something that's going to really make me think, it's kind of like what um, what was that HBO series about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gangsters? Six Feet Under, for example. Oh, yeah. Like, or whatever. You know, yeah. you, you watch a series about death, eventually your, your mind and your life is consumed about those thoughts. And sure. you just kind of go into it's. It's just yeah. that sort of thing. I just... Oh. Bless you. And it's been, it's, if I can avoid it and not think about it and try and think happy thoughts, I'm in a happier place. That's all it is, really. It's, sure. it's kind of stupid. But it's not stupid. It's fantastic. That was a that was an adorable yeah. little monologue. Um, uh, it's, I'm glad you enjoyed. <laughs> well, no, it's like I think we all like. It's I think uh, to use a bit more like you know fucking fashionable yeah. parlance for these days. It's stuff that triggers you, right? And it's like funny. We all have our different yeah. trigger points. The one that I super relate to is just straight up horror. Like, I don't enjoy that in the same yeah. way that I don't enjoy a lot of theme park rides. Why would I be just scaring myself? Some people fucking love that, right? So yeah. that one I relate to. It's like it's hot funny. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like hot sauce. It's the equivalent of, it's the artistic version of hot sauce. But I feel like like things that, it's it's an interesting line because I, I think the things that make you think are like some of, is some of the best stuff. And it's just a funny line, right? Because yeah. I feel like you agree and you are in, you're into thought-provoking stuff, but some stuff it's just yeah. like, hey, depending on where you're at with your life, people aren't trying to consume the most challenging, thought-provoking art 24-7. Like, as much as people are, like, very mm. highbrow about the stuff they consume, I think even the most highbrow people these days are enlightened enough to admit a lot of the time there is room slash a need for straight-out escapism and, like chilling the fuck out it's like it's not every day you've got the constitution for all that stuff um but speaking i mean this- i guess it's, it's it's again it's put i i immediately would put myself in those scenarios and then i just start i would just start panicking and it's just you know and <laughs> see I, guess this, I need a specific what, with what scenario black mirror, black mirror blurs i don't yeah. know because i haven't watched them <laughs> but black mirror blurs blurs that line between sort yeah. of reality and possibility yeah. there and that's what that is i guess it's just that sort of scariness and yeah, the jonah's yeah. jonah's awful episode mm. in theory could happen super so why <laughs> what, how come what it yeah. was safe because you've agreed it ended up being safe um is it just because it wasn't too i guess it didn't mm. go toward too much on the horror-y yeah. side of it I yeah, guess. yeah 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 um, I guess I guess it's very similar to like the Saw movies. Is is another one where whoa, no, it wasn't. They're, they're, what are we talking about? What, what, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're going with the Saw movies. What's like the Saw movies? It is. It's like I don't really enjoy them because they're oh, I see. scenarios that you know they're never going to get out of. Which right. some people enjoy that gruesomeness, whereas I'm immediately yeah. like, oh crap, what would I do if I was in that scenario? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. this is horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, immediately, okay, yeah. I'll probably have a dream about being in that scenario, and then that's. Kind yeah, of, yeah. So just avoid it. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I feel safe. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. Part of yeah, it's funny. Part of uh, your uh, artistic cultural and now diet knows how to stress me out. <laughs> no, it's like I think the funny thing is like you're describing this as if it's a weird thing. Like everyone has their version of this. It's stuff that triggers you, mm. and everyone gets you know. No one is immune to that. As, uh, I think you've articulated yours uh, quite nicely, and I just find it like quite a acute one because i'm trying to think of like what's the exact example you're talking about uh and it's i guess it's black mirror but just not this specific episode this is a good example this kind of show that blurs the lines or the yeah. saw movies i think is a great example because i don't enjoy those either i i'm not necessarily skipping to yeah. uh the like having nightmares that very night thing but yeah that would stick with you and make you think uh i think uh i think especially like uh younger people are very sensitive to art in that way maybe i'm just a bit Maybe the fact that I'm I'm not uh, fully relating to this specific trigger is I'm just like jaded and I've consumed too much content now and nothing is going to... That's why I've really liked Boa's Afraid and Midsummer because to use funny language about it, I found them quite triggering and that was almost refreshing mm. because sometimes I'm so like over it and checked out and cynical. So anyway, with all that said, um, 
a bit of like the week that was for me is I've actually gone to the theatre a few times. I've seen a few plays. I saw a play called The Cuckoo last night at the Royal Court Theatre. I saw a play called Accidental Death of an Anarchist at the Haymark Lyric Theatre. And like this episode reminded me of seeing plays in the sense of like act one so to speak was super like thought-provoking i loved concept i love high concept shit really cool concept really Mm. cool like how would this actually play out if this happened uh to me or like this is also like you know very modern worldy stuff like this is like low-key happening Mm. if without you know they're a touch exaggerating it but this is kind of stuff that's happening and then for me it almost was like too promising and then so the way for me they had to wrap it up like it's because i had quite high expectations from the setup that then i was like oh like Mm. the ending was cool but the ending was almost like a bit of a like a comedy film this is how everything would just like is it's actually layer after layer of different shows and they're going to tailor every show to you i love some of this stuff but at the end she's just sort of wax the uh the computer and like uh saves everyone oh fuck i just ended up spoiler spoiler um it's okay i'll put it in the show notes i'm spoiling it for you but um she sort of you know jones character gets to the bottom of it there's lots of comic relief but like there was something mm. about for michael me, sarah turns up michael sarah turns up in such a fun way but there was something about like the initial concept where there's like really uncomfortable moments of her boyfriend watching um her like cheat on him basically with an actor um like with actors mm. portraying it and he leaves like there was something about like for me uh, for me that concept had really interesting like emotional stakes that it could have played in a slightly more quiet way it could have even done like a little series of it um whereas mm. at the end it was just sort of a fun it became a fun romp which is also a fun way to go with it but like there was a sad charlie kaufman-esque film or series that could have come out of just like we're all in these little bubbles of watching. And what if you're just watching your, your uh, sad little life play out? And the thing I re- the thing that the connotations I really liked were until she started being um, subject to the TV show, the sort mm-hmm. of plot points that were going on in her life were very much things that you would let a character get away with at the start of a film. She's like ambivalent about her relationship. Yeah. And she's like a bit, on the fence about her job and she sort of fires someone in a bit of a non-committed way. Right. And it's, I just thought it was yeah. so interesting that the Netflix version, the stream berry or stream cherry, whatever, uh, stream berry, I think it was version of it, like made her such a villain. And it's just, it would, that was a really yeah. funny to me thing in terms of like, Oh, when I'm just going about the little things in my day, a bit of a point of view shift. And it's like, Oh, like he thought he'd be writing a chapter of his book today. And he's just like, out you know doing nothing going for a walk or going for a run like what a villain it's like even the little things in your day with a bit of a shift of perspective could like from the point of view of some uh work of art you could you could be a big super villain and oh they made a lovely point at the end with like why are we doing a version of so or so is awful for everyone rather than is awesome And she was like, well, and this was like, this links uh, to me to um, the social dilemma, right? Where it was like the thing that drives engagement. um, And they had like a fun little graphic is like you getting like your inner demons and inner judgment almost confirmed as opposed to like empowering fun stuff about yourself. People want to like get into negative cycles with the content. And that is sort of a thing that generates these really uh, unhealthy cycles with content. And I do relate to that and think that is true. Um, But yeah, so like, I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought the concept was great. And I thought the fun romp was fun. But there is something about my personal taste where I was like, I felt at the beginning, especially when Rob Delaney was there and there was something going on with the relationship stakes. And like, she ended up still sleeping with the ex. And he was like, oh, I feel a bit like under pressure because we're kind of having our (laughs) sex now for an audience. And I don't want to act like I'm not turned on myself a high act. That was really funny. But like, yeah, that was like a whole other way that I felt it could go that, uh, it just speaks to how interesting I found the initial setup and premise, really. So I'm trying to do, fully round out my review and be fair. My, I only felt like it didn't uh, stay on, like, click, ticking every box for me because I had such high expectations. Does that make sense? I think it makes perfect sense. And how did you find it? And did I'm you trying enjoy to remember, it? I'm trying to remember the ladies, um, the main characters, actor's name. Mm. I want to I say it's She's Annie from Shit's Creek. Annie, yeah, Annie Perry, is yeah. it? she's great no, no. annie mcphee i don't, McPhee? I don't know. I feel like it's something like that that's nanny mcphee no i think it is annie mcphee yeah <laughs> is uh it? I, no, it is. I don't know black mirror no, go on you can watch me google oh. annie murphy annie murphy 
Annie Murphy. I was close. Mm. I know it was a M. Um, exactly. But I, th- yeah. I thought she was brilliant in it. She was brilliant. As well, to be honest. And I was a big fan of her in Shit's Creek because I have completed Shit's Creek. No, you haven't. Have you, have you Shit's Creeked? I haven't Shit's Creeked. <laughs> That's mad. Uh, you're missing out. You're missing out. Bro, we're all, we're all missing out on everything all the time. The new episode of uh, Futurama has come back. It's all about like binging every TV show ever. And I think you told me like you oh, have to great. just look at the synopsis of this. And it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it is very... it's, it's Fry. Fry tries to complete TV. It's great. I think it's, <laughs> it's like they knew what we were doing, Jeff, and uh... based the first episode on it. But then exactly. I think I realized I have missed. I think we spoke about it the other week. Mm. Um, I feel yeah. like I've, I've, I've. In all its I've, cancellations and resurrections. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. You I've, have to I've figure that out. Track. Okay, so... Anyway, back to yeah. the plant-based meat. Mm. I believe you yeah. are a solid three in anticipation. Mm. This, is where you, this is where you say interesting. <laughs> Very intriguing. Um, then, I think in enjoyment, I mm. had you up to a four. Mm. And then I thought you settled back down into a three. Nailed um, the afterglow. Good job on the <gasps> afterglow. But you mm-hmm. got it the wrong way around, Mr. Mister. I, I was, did you not hear my excitement? I was four all day for anticipation, and then I was three for oh, enjoyment. It was, you a good, never it was a good time. Go above a three. I, dude, did you not you hear my gasp? I wish there was video. Like I gasped because the only difference between mm. the four and a five for this is I've been meaning mm. to watch Black Mirror. I just was meaning to go back to the start. If you had chosen the start, it would gotcha. have actually finally been a five. But since this was generally something gotcha. I wanted to catch up with, it was an easy four for anticipation. But you don't need to go back to the start in Black, Black Mirror. The whole thing is point is that it's an anthology series, right? This is true. Is no, no, right, I'm going with it. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, sort of that sort of thing. It's like a modern version of the Twilight Zone in that sense. It's not to like catch up with the story in a chronological sense. It's more like to catch up with how the series itself has progressed. I love the Twilight Zone. Are you thinking of the, the scary door on Futurama? Yeah, yes. <laughs> the scary door. <laughs> Welcome, if you will. Um, Such a good uh, pastiche. And that's another funny American yeah. Simpsons-like thing where, like, I never really got Twilight Zone's pastiches. We no. never really watched that as kids. No, but I knew about the scary door. Yeah, we've all <laughs> known about the scary door. And uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, okay, so listen, I'm, your boy's back on the board because Christopher was too off there. He just got um, anticipation and enjoyment a bit... Uh, uh, crossed out, crossed round, crossed round. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It has gotten to the end so wait, of wait, the. What were your final score? Sorry, four three three, and you went three four gotcha. three. So you're two off in total, and that means I'm back on the board with a win in season two. Let's go. The more I win, the more I'm going to let go of the controversy at the end of season one. So you're probably going to be grateful for. We need it to be a bit neck and neck because we don't need this to be as boring a thing as Man City ahead the whole season or Verstappen winning every race and all of that malarkey. We need to have a bit of comp- competitive vibes, surely. Surely that's good for the show, Christopher. No. <laughs> Fantastic. What are we pitching this week? Christopher, I can't tell you why. But like, if if you're like me, there's constantly you've been going on about this. Go on. <laughs> there's constantly things in your head of like, I could be a, I could be a freaking um, Severance guy. I could be a rewatching The Office guy. I could be like, there's all the shows, right? And it's like, I could be a going back to one of the OG ones I really liked. All the shows are always hovering, and you you do a pretty good job at getting into what you want to get into. But like, there's so many possibilities all the time. And here's a bit of a left field one. I don't know why it came out of me. Mm. but there's something i need to after many many years there's something i just want to i've never watched it i want to watch it and now you're gonna to have to watch so you're it you're telling too. me to watch it i'm telling you to watch it oh, okay <laughs> i'm so glad there's a recording of how you're gonna to react to this you're gonna watch i didn't i didn't know how to i don't know the show well enough to drop you in the middle so we're both about to do the pilot of a show okay maybe you've done this already the amount of shows you've already done i'd be surprised if you haven't skirted up to this but i don't think you and i this is quite rare i don't think you and i have ever even name dropped this show do you know what you're about to watch the pilot of no i don't (laughs) bro it's time your boys in their mid-30s we're about to become these people it's been a long time coming we finally have to do it sex on the city time bro you're gonna watch the pilot of sex oh fuck And just like that. And just like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's one of the funnier, funnier reactions on the pod. So I'm glad we kept that in, bro. Why? Let's let's leave that for the, the next episode. Oh, I funny. should be asking you why. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, mainly for the great content of the last 30 seconds we've just The produced. fact that I am writing this down. <laughs> yeah. What's it on? Is it on anything? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's I, feel, a, I feel like Sky have it or something. I don't. That's know. a later problem. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just have new episodes. It's like a. Uh... Oh God. <laughs> I'm gonna go get in my like boxes and and write my review on the bed. <laughs> hey, he's seen it. He's seen it. He knows the show. He's seen all the show. It's part of culture. It is part of culture. Yeah, even I know that stuff without having ever. I've never sat. Have you? Okay, just answer this question. We're not going to like give too many hints about scores. Have you ever watched a full episode mm. before in your life? Probably. Interesting answer. No, just. just <laughs> I feel like I have. Yeah, I. I it just. I haven't. I think maybe three quarters. Yeah. It's like, once you're in that era of the 90s, like, why can't we just watch Ali McBeal? You know what I mean? Part but no, of me, I had my fingers crossed you were just going to say something like, I I almost thought you were going to say Gossip Girl. Wow. Whoa. Um, at which point I would have gone, great, I'll happily watch that again. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait to get into why Gossip Girl would have made you give a yippee and Sex of the City made you, like, start convulsing. But we'll discuss that next week. Because one's yeah. good. Because one's good. You've never one watched isn't. an episode. How'd you know? <laughs> I've watched Gossip Girl, and it's great. So. Okay, well, listen. Anyway. 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 I wonder now, how Sex and the City feel fans bad. feel about it, because I want you to feel good that it's come up, and I was laughing because it's funny. I don't have a feeling hey, either way. I might I, like it. Who knows? He might like it. The reason I'm pitching it is, I just, there's something where, like, they're doing, and just like that too, they've done movies, they've done everything. I'm like, you know what? I want to, I feel like I could be in my PJs and watching Sex and the City, so why don't I in- involve the podcast with it? Um, I'm very open to becoming a Sex and the City guy. So here, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. What True. are you pitching? You're open to that, but Marvel, you shut the door so freaking hard. <laughs> Bro, did you see season one? It was open AF. And what I decided is, is I like true. a few movies this from it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Because you've seen a few and you've liked a few. Funny. Yeah, listen. Anyway, it is funny, man. Like um, Batman. I had a really nice one for you. And now I'm. Stay nice, bro. I feel like mine was uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I'm, help I'm that Kim Cattrall didn't going. come back, okay? That's not my fault. If that's your issue, we'll figure that out later. You can just watch the initial however many series with her in the gang and not worry about how later she leaves. So that's that's something you have to just complementalize. So the week yes. ahead is going to be a big week for Jeff. Right. Because he's okay. going to watch his first ever episode of Sex and the City. Yes. <laughs> and he's also going to watch his first ever episode of something else. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Um, um, oh no! Are you? How are you so sure? So I'm, um, because I watched it the other day, and as part of a rewatch, and I don't know why you're taking a picture. Let's be real time, bro. Where are you at? <gasps> oh no! Stand by, listener. It's time oh, for be real. We've missed it. We have missed it. Oh, we missed, missed the window. It. I'm going to link to be real in the show notes. Everyone should be on be real. It's the one social media app. Well, in that in that case, I don't care. I'm going to save it for later. Yeah, exactly. Save it for later. Um, what am I starting? How do you know for a fact that I haven't watched it? Maybe I have. You know everything about me. You haven't seen it all. You haven't been on B-Real for that long. Maybe I watched it already. <laughs> Maybe I watched it when I was 29. Well, I'm keeping the theme going. We, okay. we spoke about writers. We spoke about cartoons. We talk, spoke about cartoons that go somewhere completely different. <laughs> so Jeffrey is watching season three, episode four wow. of Rick and Morty. Wow. Okay. I've seen... Uh, it's interesting. I have actually... I've. I have. This happens to me sometimes with the shows. I've watched yeah. all of season one of Rick and Morty. So this is a. Have you? Yeah. When did that happen? Quite a few years ago. I. I yeah, yeah. I watched Rick and Morty, and then the the hold up for me is I was getting through. <laughs> this happened with Game of Thrones. Also, this is a funny little problem I get into. I wanted to watch yeah. all the director's commentaries <laughs> before moving on to the next season, and then I got stuck. So did you enjoy bored. it? How have we never spoken yeah. about this before? I don't know. I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. But, like, I didn't quite get, like, the hype hype, I guess, because it's season one and that never, maybe it gets really, really it's, good. It's finding its feet. But yeah, but I'm a bit, I, has, I do has... really like Dan Harmon and Community, so I was definitely, like, at some point I might really go in. But similarly to so much stuff we've covered on the podcast, it felt like it was the show of the moment. There's merch out there. Rick and Morty is so culturally, like on fire that i almost felt like listen you do you i'll catch up with you at another time but i've always been meaning to and now that i've been putting it off they're embroiled in controversy so this will be this will be fun to go back to the era where they were pre-controversy 
It's not them to but be no, fair. It's it, one it was, part of the show. Like I don't know why I harp on yeah, it, but no, it's just but been in the news. Cast him. I think really? Cast him as well. Already? Yeah. They just thought we'll just get a new guy to do the voice. But hashtag stand by your man. Like I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I'm not even gonna get involved. Yeah. And we don't need to know the whole story. But just um, consuming content. The, 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 this this episode is is very tongue in cheek about season things three episode it just doesn't four. like. So Ooh, yeah. and kind is of it an MCU it's Vin- episode? It's called it's called Vindicators Three: The Return of World Ender. <laughs> so. Vindicators Three: The Return of World Ender. That sounds right up my street. The Return of it World does. Ender. Fantastic. Okay. Has a guest cast member as well. As well. Nice. As well. So it's, it's just it was it, it was it was on and I was like this is perfect. But I hadn't realised you'd already watched Rick and Morty. So I don't think I don't think like, luckily I don't think that changes it because uh, I remember like no it doesn't and it actually if anything gives you a bit more context to characters and you'll be fine. Then. Right, you'll be, right, you'll that be might help. You guess some scores, yeah. So there's some very old school classic television, slightly more new school classic television. So fans, next week you can tune. Fans, he says. Imagine. Listener, For dear a listener. Second, I forgot that I was watching Sex and the City. <laughs> was, was that a happier time for you? <laughs> Next week, you could look forward to some Sex and the City chat, some uh, Rick and Morty chat. There must be a name for people who are Sex and the City fans. Like, they're like Carrie Girls or something. We're about to become Carrie Girls. I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> if we can, we can be all empowered with our Barbie love why why aren't you ready for this where i feel like you're gonna like I it so know. much i've probably I, i've probably overreacted it's like to be honest like i prefer ed sheeran to other things these days so do you want to get into this with a with we've, we've just crossed an hour there's not enough time <laughs> I'm, I, the guitars are playing jeff we have to go sorry sorry no please your don't boy start the music. even no. slightly elaborated on preferring ed sheeran to 1975 i'm going to go off on a 10 minute monologue and we're going to be here for days so rather than say it explicitly save it for the patreon Jeff. save it for the patreon which is probably going to come as a episode by episode watch along of sex in the city after next week's show goes so well but for now you can look forward to next week with us you can holler at us on uh the socials which will be linked to on the website for now i'm just going to shout out the website cccappraisalhour.show see you there see you in the show notes see you on the next episode we appreciate you very much for listening lots more fun to come in season two and beyond and we can't wait to have you a part of it with us for now goodbye and take care if you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak the microphones bleed because they're so cheap we're sorry to your ears if you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro or if you don't like the whole show question why were you here if you don't like the podcast if you think we both speak too fast too many tangents never stay on task pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend if your patience wears thin towards the end if you think you could do better with your friend please go ahead if you don't like this content or like me the word content then please go be more content and never listen to us again